We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And away we go, episode 300 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Tuesday, April 26th, 2022, and yes, this podcast has reached 300 episodes. The movement, the revolution, has reached 300 episodes episodes. Uh, This podcast has lasted for longer than CNN Plus lasted. I can at least say that. Uh, But I'm now 14 months into doing this podcast. I love it. Uh, I have all of you to thank for the success of this podcast. So thank you for all that you have done to make this podcast a success. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing uh, those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, those written reviews on Apple Podcasts. All of those things help out a lot. Uh, They are very much appreciated. Please do them if you haven't yet done them. Uh, Thank you for supporting the sponsors of the podcast, Dr. George Verghese, uh, the law firm of Paulson and Nace, the master real estate agent, Kellen Hunt, uh, Imageworks for all of your marketing and branding needs. Uh, This podcast is a grassroots militia-like effort, okay? We're like a militia. This podcast is something that had never been done before, a show dedicated to Washington, D.C. sports with a new episode out early every weekday, out early each weekday by the 5 a.m. hour and many times earlier than that. Uh, I don't have some mega sports media company like ESPN or The Athletic behind me. Uh, I don't have some radio station or television network pushing the podcast. This podcast is you, me, and the pillows and blankets in my basement that serve as soundproofing. Uh, But somehow we have made it to 300 episodes. So thank you very much. And it turns out that this episode 300 is a special episode in terms of Commander's content because we on Monday afternoon had a Commander's pre-draft 
press conference, uh, our commander's head coach, Ron Rivera, and our commander's general manager, Martin Mayhew, spoke via a joint press conference on Monday afternoon for 25-plus minutes, uh, taking questions as we now are just days away from the 2022 NFL draft. And so over the course of this show, I will take you through a number of notable things said by Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew. Uh, Ron revealed, actually volunteered, something about his view of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft that I know I found very interesting, and I think that you'll find quite interesting. Uh, Ron explained why the commanders haven't done more in free agency this offseason. Martin and Ron addressed the Terry McLaurin contract situation and to me provided some good news. Uh, Ron gave us updates on the recoveries of Curtis Samuel and Chase Young. Uh, Ron talked about whether the commanders have a need at receiver. Uh, Ron said multiple things about the commander's secondary that are worth being aware of and much more. Uh, We have a lot to discuss and discuss it all we shall on this episode 300 of the Al Galdi podcast. Now, we also on Monday did have multiple developments in the commander's scandals because you can never go for long these days without having something pop up regarding the commander's scandals. And we now have the Washington, D.C. Attorney General's Office and the Virginia Attorney General's Office investigating the commanders, or at the very least being set to be investigating the commanders. Uh, The D.C. Attorney General's Office is investigating both the workplace misconduct scandal and the financial scandal, and the Virginia Attorney General's Office will be investigating the financial scandal. So Dan Snyder now has not only Congress investigating him and Mary Jo White investigating him and potentially the Federal Trade Commission investigating him, but also the Washington, D.C. Attorney General's Office investigating him and the Virginia Attorney General's Office investigating him. You can't make this stuff up. Hey, happy Commander's Draft Week, everybody. Uh, Unbelievable. That's five different investigations either happening or potentially happening of Dan Snyder and our commanders. Kind of puts whether the commanders should draft Drake London or Chris Olave in a little bit of a different light. But listen, that stuff, that draft stuff, is what keeps us going here as fans. And so talk about it, we shall, on this podcast. Uh, you can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Tweet from Coach Chris Lunn of Walt Whitman High School. Uh, Coach Lunn has been Whitman's varsity men's basketball head coach for a decade and a half plus. He has had an excellent run as Whitman head coach, uh, very respected in the DMV basketball scene, writes Coach Lund, congrats on number 300. Appreciate the time and effort you put into the podcast continued success. Well, thank you very much, Coach, for that tweet. Uh, hey, speaking of tweets, speaking of Twitter, how about the man who now is buying Twitter, Elon Musk? Uh, that is happening. $44 billion. Yes, billion with a B. $44 billion. For Twitter. Uh, man, that is something. 
Uh, email from Coach Russ. Uh, we have a run on feedback from coaches on this episode 300. Uh, writes Coach Russ, daily listener to your podcast. Huge fan. You do a great job. Also used two of your advertisers. We tried HelloFresh several weeks ago and enjoyed it. My 16-year-old daughter has been struggling with mental health issues and we've had zero luck with therapists over the past two years. Today, my daughter had her first session with BetterHelp, and it went great. Thank you. Well, Coach Russ, thank you. Great to read that. Best of luck to you and your daughter. Uh, email from Joe Rosnowski on something having to do with the owner of our commanders, Dan Snyder. Writes Joe, Ross Tucker on his podcast interviewed Jim Nagy, who was a scout with the Skins and was referring to draft day decision-making and said that the owner made, quote, a couple picks, end quote. Interesting. Uh, Yes, Joe, I did see that. So Jim Nagy is the director of the Senior Bowl. He did work for the Redskins as a West Coast area scout in the early 2000s. And Jim Nagy, on a recent installment of the Ross Tucker football podcast, the same Ross Tucker, by the way, who briefly played for the Redskins in the early 2000s, uh, said, quote, the owner made a couple of those picks the year I was in Washington, end quote. Um, so that was Jim Nagy very clearly saying that Dan Snyder made multiple draft choices for the Skins uh, for the year in which Jim Nagy was working for the Skins. You know, I don't think that anybody is shocked by this, okay? I mean, uh, now that doesn't make what happened any less appalling, all right? But no, I don't think that anybody is shocked by this. I mean, the early 2000s, those were the early days, the nascent days of Dan Snyder, a.k.a. Danny Boy, as owner of the Skins. I mean, those days were peak Danny in terms of him being too involved in Redskins football operations. Uh, now, the worst instance that we know of in terms of Dan ordering a draft pick, of course, was Dan ordering the Skins to take Dwayne Haskins with the number 15 pick in the 2019 NFL draft. But that doesn't mean that that was the only time uh, that Dan did something like that. If only we could take legal action against Danny Boy for having been too involved in football operations over the years. I mean, Dan has a bunch of other legal situations going on right now. Why not add another? Well, I'm not sure that we can take legal action against Dan for him having been too involved in football operations over the years. But I do know that if you have a case, you should contact Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that offers tenacious advocacy for personal injury and medical malpractice victims throughout Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. If you or your family is dealing with a personal injury or medical malpractice matter, contact Paulson and Nace and tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. The phone number is 202-902-7611. You can schedule a no-obligation appointment. Yeah, you're obligated to nothing, but you have questions, you have concerns, lean on the expertise of Paulson and Nace. Call 202-902-7611 and make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. For nearly 40 years, the Washington, D.C., Personal injury lawyers of Paulson and Nace have represented plaintiffs in medical malpractice, drug, and other product liability claims, as well as countless other personal injury matters, all the way through trial and jury verdicts, winning and securing 
multi-million dollar verdicts and settlements for clients. I've known the Naces for two plus decades. These guys know what they're doing. Chris Nace is a past president of the D.C. Trial Lawyers. Matt Nace is a member of the board of the D.C. Trial Lawyers. The attorneys at Paulson and Nace offer clients in-depth explanations of clients' rights regarding treatment and consent and provide comfort and options to families. Paulson and Nace works with you. The family of Paulson and Nace can help your family make difficult decisions and can provide the answers to your questions when you need answers most. It's very simple. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Call 202-902-7611 to schedule a no-obligation appointment and tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit PaulsonandNace.com. That's PaulsonandNace.com. Just make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, when tragedy happens, let the family of Paulson and Nace take care of your family. All right, so we on Monday afternoon at Commander's Headquarters in Ashburn, Virginia, had the annual pre-draft press conference, the annual press conference days before the NFL draft. Uh, the 2022 NFL draft will take place this Thursday night through Saturday in Las Vegas. Speaking at this year's Commander's pre-draft press conference were two people, uh, the Commander's head coach, Ron Rivera, and the Commander's general manager, Martin Mayhew. Uh, We have a lot of ground to cover, so let's get right to it. Uh, The most interesting thing to me that was said at this pre-draft press conference on Monday afternoon had to do with the position of quarterback. Uh, As you most certainly know, this commander's 2022 offseason, from a football standpoint anyway, uh, is defined by what the team has done at quarterback, given the team's all-out, oh-so-transparent search for a franchise quarterback, right? The team made it no secret that the team was all in on trying to get itself a franchise quarterback this offseason. Of course, what the commanders ended up doing at quarterback this offseason was trading for Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. Uh, The commanders trading for Wentz was a function of many things, including perhaps how Ron Rivera and his crew feel about the quarterbacks in the 2022 NFL Draft. Uh, After all, if the commanders really liked one or more of the quarterbacks in the 2022 Draft, then it would have made a lot more sense to trade up to take that quarterback as opposed to giving up assets to get Carson Wentz, given all of his red flags. I mean, you just think about things logically. A first-round quarterback is young, A first-round quarterback has far less mileage on his body than a veteran quarterback has. A first-round quarterback has upside. A first-round quarterback is cheap and is potentially cheap for five years, given the presence of a fifth-year option in his rookie contract. And so that the commanders traded for Carson Wentz has seemed to indicate that they just don't love the quarterbacks in a 2022 draft class that is widely considered to be pretty bad for quarterbacks. Well, uh, what if the commanders do like at least one of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft? Uh, So Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon revealed that he started his evaluations for the 2022 draft sooner than he had started evaluations for previous NFL drafts. 
He late in the press conference got asked why. Here was his answer. I, well, we did because obviously going into it, thinking about the quarterback position and wanting to make sure, you know, that, that, that these guys are given their time. I probably, on the average, as far as that group was concerned, probably watched six to seven games each. And it's a, you know, it's a very arduous process just because, you know, you're, you're, you've got to be detailed when you're watching these guys. And I think back to when, you know, I was in Carolina and we drafted Cam. You know, back then, I can honestly tell you, I watched every one of his snaps, watched every game he played in, watched all of his throws, watched all of his completions, all of his incompletions, all of his touchdowns, all of his interceptions. We even went back and watched some of his junior college tape when he was at Blinn. And, and, you know, so just kind of reflecting, knowing that at that point we were considering, you know, obviously drafting a quarterback high, you know, you had to be right. And so we started on that and... You know, going all the way up until we got to the combine, and then just after it, when we when we made the deal for Carson, um, you know, and then it, obviously my focus changed, and you know, and and, and well, at that time I had I had moved on to a couple other positions because I'd finished the quarterbacks, but that was a big part of the reason starting as early as as uh, as I did last year, or this this past uh, January. All right, so Rod Rivera right there expounded on his work in studying the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft. But the fact that the commanders pivoted to trading for Carson Wentz once they had the 2022 NFL scouting combine learned that Wentz truly was available seemingly says that the commanders don't love the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft. Well, The very last question of the press conference on Monday afternoon was whether Ron, having done all of that evaluating of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft, can help the commanders in the draft, especially when it comes to potentially trading down. Here was Ron's answer to that. It does, because you have a frame of reference. You you, you feel pretty good about them. You really do. And and there were several of them that, you know, you like. And, and I, you know, in my mind's eye, I, I have a, I have a guy that I, I would think about, you know, that if we were still in this that position that I would most certainly consider early. So how about that? How about that from Ron Rivera? How about that from Don Ron on Monday afternoon? Uh, Ron on Monday afternoon, unprompted, unsolicited, revealed that he does like at least one of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft. Quote, in my mind's eye, I have a guy that I would think about if we were still in that position that I would most certainly consider early. End quote. Now, before we go any further, how about just that Ron revealed this on Monday afternoon? Uh, Ron was not asked about whether he likes at least one of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft, and yet Ron seemingly could not help himself and revealed that he likes at least one of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft. You know, Ron, to me, does have a little bit of Jay Gruden in that Ron, like Jay, sometimes just cannot help himself at these press conferences and can't stop himself from saying something or from revealing something that doesn't have to be said or revealed. Uh, Now look, it is possible that Ron was lying on Monday afternoon when he said that he does like at least 
one of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft. I mean, we know that this is lying season in the NFL, okay? We know that NFL executives and coaches in the days leading up to NFL drafts lie like crazy, all right? But, you know, you think about this, like, why would Ron have just put out there super late in what ended up being a 25-plus-minute press conference that he happens to like one of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft, if that's not true. Like, what would be the benefit of Ron making that up and saying that? What strategy would be being employed in Ron making that up and saying that? So I don't want to be entirely dismissive of the possibility that Ron was lying when he said this. But to me, it's far more likely that Ron just couldn't help himself and simply spilled the beans in saying that, yeah, I do like one of the quarterbacks in this 2022 draft. So assuming that that's true, that Ron truly does like one of these quarterbacks in the 2022 draft, we now arrive at two other questions. A, who is this quarterback? And B, Would the commanders be better off if they had traded up in the 2022 draft to ensure that they would get this quarterback instead of having traded for Carson Wentz? Um, Now, first of all, I do believe that the quarterback in the 2022 draft who Ron Rivera likes is Malik Willis of Liberty. Uh, That's my guess. You know, Ron has spoken highly of Malik. Uh, We know that Ron likes mobile quarterbacks. Uh, Malik very much checks the intangible boxes. We know how much Ron values leadership at the quarterback position. My guess is that Malik Willis is the guy. Maybe he isn't, but my guess is that he is. Now, we know that Malik is far from a sure thing as an NFL quarterback, but I believe, and I know that many others believe, that Malik offers more upside than any other quarterback in this 2022 draft. In other words, if Malik Willis hits as an NFL quarterback, he may well hit spectacularly. You know, ultra mobile, cannon for an arm, very good reputation as a person. There is a lot to like about Malik Willis. When the news broke that the Seattle Seahawks were trading Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos and not to our commanders, uh, I personally really started to pivot toward this 2022 draft as the means by which the commanders should make their attempt at getting a franchise quarterback this offseason. Like, to me, it started to really crystallize, hey, the draft is the path. I know that this isn't a great draft for quarterbacks, but, you know, if we could script this out, the best way to get a franchise quarterback is through an NFL draft because of all of those things that I talked about a few minutes earlier, right? You get a guy who's young, You get a guy with minimal mileage on his body. You get a guy with upside. You get a guy who's going to be on a rookie contract for multiple seasons to come. Then came this trade for Carson Wentz, and the trade really did come out of nowhere. It may well be that Ron Rivera has enough doubts about Malik Willis as an NFL quarterback and also about whether the commanders could draft Malik, given that the commanders have the number 11 overall pick in the 2022 draft and, you know, not say a top six pick in the 2022 draft. And so the commanders likely would have to trade up to make sure that they get Malik. And even then, you couldn't be sure that you're getting Malik. So, you know, it may be that Ron has these doubts and feels like, okay, going with Malik Willis as the big swing for a franchise quarterback this offseason was going to be too risky. 
And so trading for Carson Wentz provided more certainty because obviously once the commanders traded for Wentz, they knew that they had Wentz. And look, if Malik Willis doesn't work out as an NFL quarterback and Carson Wentz does well for the commanders, then Ron Rivera looks like a genius. Uh, Heck, if Malik Willis does well as an NFL quarterback, but Carson Wentz does well for the commanders, then Ron Rivera still looks good. But what has concerned me all along, and honestly, what concerns me even more now, if in fact Malik Willis is the quarterback, in the 2022 draft to Ron Likes is the scenario in which Malik Willis kills it for some other NFL team, while Carson Wentz flops for our commanders. Uh, In other words, the commanders could have had Malik Willis, got spooked out of going after Malik Willis, settled on overpaying for Carson Wentz in a trade, and ended up regretting that choice big time. That's the scenario that worries me. And I hope like heck that that's not the scenario that ends up playing out. But assuming that Ron Rivera wasn't lying about all of this on Monday afternoon, it turns out that he does like one of the quarterbacks in this 2022 draft quarterback class. And I do think that that's significant in this offseason in which nothing has mattered more, at least from a football standpoint, than the commander's pursuit of a franchise quarterback. Now, of course, there are multiple costs of the Carson Wentz trade for the commanders. Uh, one cost is the trade compensation. Uh, the commanders in the Carson Wentz trade with the Colts got Carson Wentz, uh, a second round pick in the 2022 draft, pick number 47 overall, and a seventh round pick in the 2022 draft. And the commanders in the trade gave up a second round pick in the 2022 draft, pick number 42 overall, a third round pick in the 2022 draft, and a third round pick in the 2023 draft that could become a second round pick in the 2023 draft. Uh, Another cost of the Carson Wentz trade for the commanders is his literal cost as a player. Uh, As you likely know, the commanders uh, via this trade have taken on the entirety of the remaining three seasons of a four-year, $128 million contract extension that went signed with the Philadelphia Eagles all the way back in June 2019, but that didn't kick in until the 2021 season. Now, the contract only has guaranteed money remaining for the 2022 season, so the commanders got Wentz with the ability to part ways with him after just one season with zero dead money, uh, and his salary cap hits are actually not bad if he's playing well, but the cap hits aren't nothing. Uh, the commanders have acquired Carson Wentz with the following remaining salary cap hits. 2022, $28.29 million. 2023, $26.18 million. 2024, $27.24 million. Now again, if Carson Wentz plays well for the commanders, he's a relative bargain. But if he doesn't play well, well, he's probably gone after this coming season, but he will be gone off having accounted for a $28.29 million salary cap hit for the 2022 season. You know, it has been interesting with the Commanders this offseason because they entered the new NFL league year with a lot of salary cap space, but the trade for Wentz ended up eating up a lot of that space, uh, even though the Commanders did create more space by releasing four players in left guard Eric Flowers, interior defensive lineman Matt Ioannidis, the Buffalo Nickel, Landon Collins, and safety DeShazer Everett. Uh, the commanders this offseason have resigned some players, you know, guys like 
running back J.D. McKissick and receiver Cam Sims and safety Bobby McCain and kicker Joey Sly. But the commanders this offseason have added really just two significant free agent acquisitions in guard Andrew Norwell and defensive lineman F.A. Obata. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon did pull back the curtain on why the commanders haven't done more in free agency this offseason. This was another revealing item from Ron on Monday afternoon. Take a listen. Well, coming into this this offseason, Martin will tell you one of the things that we sat down and we had a plan mapped out as far as taking a look at these quarterbacks coming in to the draft. But after having gotten the opportunity to, to have Carson become part of our football team, obviously we had to reassess and reevaluate and, and kind of put a new plan together as to what we can and can't do, uh, especially with free agency. So it did have an impact on us, and it did change our, our, our point of view on, on some things, obviously, because of the cap. All right, so right there, Ron Rivera made it pretty clear we had an offseason plan. Then we pivoted and traded for Carson Wentz, and the plan changed big time. Uh, Now, personally, I don't get worked up like some people get worked up over the commanders having not done more and having not spent more in free agency. I think that the people whining and crying about the commanders having not done more and having not spent more in free agency uh, really should take a look at how often big money free agent acquisitions in the NFL don't work out. But we do now know that an additional cost, if you want to call it that, of the Carson Wentz trade was a major shift in the commander's 2022 offseason plan. And wouldn't you like to know? Uh, I know that I would like to know what the original offseason plan was. Like, who were the targets this offseason prior to the commanders making this trade for Carson Wentz? Like, let's say the commanders had decided to try to draft Malik Willis in the 2022 draft, that that was the franchise quarterback plan this offseason. Well, what would have happened with the commanders in free agency? We obviously will never know, but that is something to think about. Uh, While we're talking Carson Wentz, so how is he doing as a leader, right? I mean, this is maybe the biggest concern with this guy, how Carson Wentz is as a leader. Uh, How is he getting along with his teammates? Uh, Is he showing signs of growth as a teammate with the Commanders being, as you may have heard, his third team in three seasons. Is Commander Carson taking command? Uh, Well, the Commanders offseason program now has been going on for more than a week. Uh, These workouts are all ahem voluntary, but uh, the Commanders attendance at these workouts has been really good. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on how Carson Wentz is doing as a leader so far as the Commanders starting quarterback. It's been kind of cool watching him interact with his team. He's interacting with the coaches as well. Um, like I said, he's he's got you know a different skill set, um, and it's it's interesting to watch the guy's reaction. Um, he's reached out to a lot of them about throwing extra stuff like that, and and those guys have all responded in a positive fashion. So, you know, it's kind of created that 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 vibe that you're looking for, you're hoping for, and you feel good about. It. You really do, and 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 there is some optimism, obviously, um, just walking around the building. All right. Hey, if you as an NFL team can't have optimism in April, then what exactly can you have optimism? So good for our commanders for having optimism right now.
Well, we know that the perception, the image of Carson Wentz has needed some improvement. Uh, of course, if you own, run, or work at a business, you want the image of your business to be as great as possible. And so that's why you should work with ImageWorks. If you own, run, or work at a business that you want to grow, if you want your business to generate more revenue, then you got to get with ImageWorks. ImageWorks is a full-service boutique web design branding and marketing company. And ImageWorks right now has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a free review of your website and SEO visibility to establish a base of where you are and map a chart for where you want to be. Let ImageWorks tell you how your website can be even better. You have nothing to lose. Take advantage of this free offer. Go to imageworkscreative.com, click on contact, you're the upper right corner, and make sure that you mention the Al Galdi podcast for the free offer. That's imageworkscreative.com. Image, one word, works, plural, creative.com. Imageworkscreative.com. Click on contact. You're the upper right corner, and make sure that you mention the Al Galdi podcast for the free offer. Uh, also, you can call or text the owner of ImageWorks, Scott, at 703-928-7309 to shoot him a text right now. Mention the Al Galdi podcast. Get a free review of your website. That phone number again, 703-928-7309. And make sure that you mention the Al Galdi podcast for the free offer. ImageWorks and you can plan a success strategy, can create exceptional brand and web experiences, can market your business to customers, can evolve your brand and website experience, and so much more. ImageWorks is great. ImageWorks knows what it's doing. Go to imageworkscreative.com, click on contact near the upper right corner, and make sure that you mention the Al Galdi podcast for a free review of your website. ImageWorks, creative minds focused on one goal your business success. All right, so let's talk receiver for the commanders of their pre-draft press conference on Monday afternoon. Commanders head coach Ron Rivera and commanders general manager Martin Mayhew speaking to reporters at commanders headquarters in Ashburn, Virginia with the 2022 NFL draft being set to take place this week, Thursday night through Saturday in Las Vegas. Uh, So much talk, of course, about the commanders potentially taking a receiver with their number 11 overall pick in the 2022 draft. I'll get to the idea of the commanders taking a receiver in the first round of the 2022 draft shortly. But we at the presser on Monday afternoon did get an update on the Terry McLaurin contract situation. And to me, this was an encouraging update. So as you likely know, Terry is entering the fourth and final season of his rookie contract. As you also likely know, Terry has been outstanding as a receiver over his three seasons with Washington, 2019 through 2021. We all want the commanders to sign Terry to a contract extension this offseason so as to avoid the prospect of unrestricted free agency or at the very least a franchise tag next offseason. Terry reportedly will not be participating in voluntary on-field work for the commanders this offseason without a contract extension, presumably so as to minimize injury risk. Uh, Personally, I'm fine with that. Uh, But the commanders pretty clearly want to re-sign Terry, and there are signs that Terry wants to re-sign with the commanders. After all, he is attending the offseason program. He's just not planning on doing the voluntary on-field work without a contract extension. 
But here were Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on the Terry McLaurin contract situation. We begin with Martin, and then you'll hear Ron. Yeah, we, we've had, we have, have had dialogue with Terry and his agent, have great respect for both of those men. And, uh, you know, we, we're really excited about the opportunity to have Terry continue with us for a long time. So we're working on that. And I uh, won't get much into details about what the, about what's going on there, but we have been having dialogue. And whether you know this is done or not in the next few days or afterwards, it's not going to affect what we're thinking about in the, in the draft one way or the other. All right, so I thought that those were encouraging words from Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera. The commanders and team Terry McLaurin are talking about a contract extension. Uh, that, to me, is the biggest takeaway from that cut that I just played for you. And that the commanders and Team Terry are talking about the contract extension is good. You know, the talks have begun. That's good news. Uh, Martin Mayhew made it clear that the commanders want to re-sign Terry to an extension. That's good. Uh, I do think that the commanders signing Terry McLaurin to a contract extension could take time and may not be done until well into the summer. But my bet is on a contract extension getting done this offseason. I mean, if in fact both sides want a contract extension to happen, then that more than anything makes me feel like a contract extension ultimately will be happening this offseason. So we at this pre-draft presser on Monday afternoon got a Terry McLaurin update. We also at this pre-draft presser on Monday afternoon got a Curtis Samuel update. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. Remember that guy? Uh, He was Washington's top free agent acquisition on offense last offseason in terms of money, Uh, but he in the 2021 regular season played in just five of Washington's 17 games due to the groin injury from hell. Uh, Curtis Samuel over his five games in the 2021 regular season had six receptions for 27 yards on nine targets and four carries for 11 yards over a total of 84 offensive snaps. He was a virtual non-factor for Washington last season. Uh, Here was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on how Curtis Samuel is doing. Good. It was. It's. It's good to see him here. Um, you know, we haven't been able to go out on the field and watch these guys work yet. You know, by rule. But just listening to what the uh, strength conditioning guys are, are telling us about, you know, him coming in and and looking really good, moving around really well. Um, you know, we we do get to watch the workout stuff that we do get to video and 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 when you do see him moving around, you feel pretty confident about it. All right. So time will tell on the health of Curtis Samuel. I'll just say this: if He is healthy this coming season, and as we all have come to know, that is an if. But if he is healthy this coming season, if the groin injury to end all groin injuries is a thing of the past, then I do still believe that Curtis Samuel can be a very dynamic weapon for the commanders and can be a very valuable weapon for the commanders. He is a good player. Uh, But what about the commanders potentially taking a receiver with their number 11 overall pick in the 2022 draft. Uh, This 2022 draft is perceived to be a great draft for receivers. What's interesting is that there is no consensus on who the number one receiver, on who the WR1 is in the draft. I mean, you're seeing any of at least four guys coming up 
as the number one receiver in this draft. Uh, Drake London of USC, Garrett Wilson of Ohio State, Chris Olave of Ohio State, and Jamison Williams of Alabama. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on whether the expectation that the commanders will get a lot more out of Curtis Samuel in the 2022 season than they got out of Samuel in the 2021 season impacts whether the commanders will take a receiver in the first round of the 2022 draft. I don't think it does. I mean, again, you know, we've have to continue as we go through the, the, the process of the draft, what happens in front of us, what happens in each round. You know, those are things that really dictate and indicate really what you're thinking and where you're going. Yeah, and I think that that's the right way to be looking at things. Uh, As I have said, I am not one of these people who believes that receiver is some screaming need for the commanders. And honestly, I don't think that the commanders view receiver as a massive need. But I do totally recognize that the commanders can be better at receiver. I mean, it's not like they're totally set at receiver. And as someone who wants the commanders to take the best player available with their number 11 overall pick in the 2022 draft, I totally recognize that it's quite possible that a receiver will be the best player available when the commander's number 11 overall pick comes up on Thursday night. But what about this notion that the commanders need more playmakers, period? Uh, Remember, the commanders have Curtis Samuel coming back from the worst groin injury in the history of groin injuries. The commanders also have tight end Logan Thomas coming back, right? He's coming off a torn ACL that he suffered in the 17-15 win at the Las Vegas Raiders last December 5th. Uh, I said this at the time. I'll say it again right now. Given how late in the 2021 season that Logan Thomas suffered his torn ACL, it is far from a guarantee that he'll be good to go for the start of the 2022 regular season. I think that has to be kept in mind when you talk about Logan Thomas being back for the Commanders this coming season. However, uh, Logan should be playing at some point in the 2022 regular season, hopefully uh, early in the 2022 regular season, and he hopefully will be playing quite well. Uh, Here was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on whether having Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas coming back from injury impacts the need for the Commanders to add playmakers via the 2022 draft. Um, I don't. I don't think it necessarily impacts it. Um, would it be a, a luxury thing, stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you know, we expect Logan to be back, ready to roll at some point next season. Um, looking forward to having him back on the football field for what he means to us. And you know, we continue with Curtis and keep getting him stronger and healthier and ready to roll. Uh, it, it could be exciting. It could be fun. Um, but you know, we're going to address this as we go through the draft on on what player that's available we feel can impact us. Yeah, so I don't know about you, but that to me sure sounded like Rod Rivera is not among those who believe that the commanders have a screaming need at receiver or a dire need for more playmakers. Uh, Yes, you always want more playmakers, obviously, but the commanders have playmakers. The team has talent. Success on offense for the commanders in the 2022 season is far more about people staying healthy and is far more about the quarterback play being better than the success is about adding more playmakers in the 2022 offseason. Speaking of quarterback, so I mentioned the USC receiver Drake London 
Uh, the buzz, and I emphasize that word buzz because we really haven't had any formal reports, but the buzz is that Drake London is the number one receiver on the commander's draft board. Uh, now, before we move any further, let's acknowledge that we are now in peak lying season in the NFL. Uh, the days leading up to NFL drafts are almost always filled with lies and fake news and misleading reports. NFL teams in the days leading up to NFL drafts will leak all kinds of things to throw other NFL teams off. And so as we are in the midst of of lying season, we need to take everything that we hear and read in terms of who NFL teams like skeptically. But that said, the buzz is that Drake London is the number one receiver on the commander's draft board. There's also this, Drake London is a tall receiver. Uh, London at the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine measured as being 6'3 and 7 eighths of an inch and 200 19 pounds. Uh, now, USC had listed him as being 6'5". He's not 6'5", but still, 6'3 and 7 eighths of an inch is rather tall for a receiver. Uh, ask yourself this, when's the last time that the Redskins slash Washington football team slash commanders had a truly tall stud receiver? Like every stud receiver for the team for decades now has been either a smaller guy or someone who isn't that tall for a receiver. Uh, you know, Terry McLaurin is listed as being six feet tall. Pierre Garçon was listed as being six feet tall. Deshaun Jackson was listed as being 5'10". Uh, Santana Moss was listed as being 5'10". Lavernius Coles was listed as being 5'11". Henry Ellard was listed as being 5'11". Gary Clark was listed as being 5'9". Ricky Sanders was listed as being 5'11", the last truly tall stud receiver for the Redskins slash Washington football team slash commanders was Art Monk. Uh, he was listed as being 6'3", which was really tall for a receiver back in the 1980s. Uh, I mean, Michael Westbrook was listed as being 6'3", but he to me was not a stud receiver. Art Monk was the last truly tall stud receiver for the team. And understand, Art Monk's last season with the Skins was the 1993 season. That was 29 years ago. It has been a while since our team has had a truly tall stud receiver. Uh, now, as the players who I just listed demonstrate, you don't have to be tall to be a good receiver, but being tall as a good receiver can be a real advantage. And a truly tall stud receiver for the commanders, you know, a power forward type receiver for the commanders as Drake London could be, could complement Terry McLaurin and a healthy Curtis Samuel rather well. Uh, think about this too. Some of the receivers with whom Carson Wentz has had success as a quarterback have been taller receivers. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey with the Philadelphia Eagles listed as being 6'3". Michael Pittman Jr. with the Indianapolis Colts listed as being 6'4". Look, the commanders should not draft a receiver just because they feel like he'll be good for Carson Wentz, but that could be a nice added bonus to drafting Drake London if, in fact, the commanders view London as the best receiver in the 2022 draft. Uh, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on Carson Wentz's history of success with bigger receivers, and whether that's indicative of something or is just the way that things have played out. 
I think it's circumstance. You know, I, I think it's just a matter of who he's throwing the ball to. You know, and um, I kind of like the guys we have. I think we have some guys that most certainly are, are, are big targets, and we have some little shorter targets. But I think with the ball in their hands, we've got some pretty dynamic guys. Yeah, so again, Ron Rivera sounding like he does not view receiver as a major problem area for the commanders. Up next, I'm talking commander's defense off some things that Ron Rivera said at the commander's pre-draft press conference on Monday afternoon, including a Chase Young update, Ron expounding on the Buffalo nickel position, and Ron with some perhaps prophetic words regarding the commander's secondary. I'll get to all of that and more after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we continue our Commander's Conversation on this episode 300 of the Al Galdi podcast. We, on Monday afternoon, had a pre-draft press conference for Commander's Head Coach Rod Rivera and Commander's General Manager Martin Mayhew at Commander's Headquarters in Ashburn, Virginia with the 2022 
NFL draft happening this week. The first round is this Thursday night. Rounds two and three will take place on Friday night, and then rounds four through seven will go down on Saturday, uh, the draft taking place in Las Vegas. Uh, The Commanders have the number 11 overall pick. Will this be yet another NFL draft in which Washington spends a first-round pick on a defensive player? Incredibly, Washington has taken a defensive player in the first round of each of the last five NFL drafts. 2017, interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen. 2018, interior defensive lineman Deron Payne. 2019, edge defender Montez Sweat. 2020, edge defender Chase Young. 2021, linebacker Jamin Davis. That's pretty remarkable when you think about it, especially in this day and age of high-octane offense in the NFL, that Washington has taken a defensive player in the first round of each of the last five NFL drafts. And, you know, Washington having taken a defensive player in the first round of each of the last five NFL drafts perhaps helps to explain why our team has not had a high-octane offense in any of the last five seasons. Anyway, I mentioned Chase Young. Uh, He, of course, is coming off a torn right ACL. Uh, He suffered that in the 29-19 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field this past November 14th. Uh, Chase, of course, had a very disappointing second NFL season. He, of course, was not on the same page with Ron Rivera last year on a variety of topics, including participating in OTA practices in the 2021 offseason and playing the defense the way that it was supposed to be played in the 2021 regular season. Well, Chase has been a participant in the commander's voluntary offseason program so far, and that is in accordance with what Ron revealed at his press conference on March 29th at the NFL's annual league meeting in Palm Beach, Florida. Ron said that Chase was expected to attend commander's OTA practices this offseason, if not the entirety of the commander's offseason program in this 2022 offseason. Remember, Uh, The bulk of the offseason program is technically voluntary, but said Ron on March 29th, quote, in my conversations with him, he says he's going to be here and I'm pretty excited to see him here. End quote. Well, Chase has been here. Uh, Here was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on how Chase Young is doing. Well, he's been doing real well. Um, You know, he's here today again, and uh, it's it's a great sight to see. you know, got an opportunity to, to spend a little time with him, and uh, he's fired up. He's he's really focused in, and he's attacking his his rehab. Uh, I think, um, as as Martin alluded to earlier, you know, an opportunity for him to 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 meet Al and 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 listen to Al and 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 you know Al Bellamy and listen to to his plan and how he's mapped things out, and then you know, working with the the folks we have down in the training room has been really good. I mean, this past week and and now heading into this week is is an exciting time. We've we've had very good participation this year we really have and and it was um it's really cool to see you know all the players that are that that are here and and watching them work out yeah al bellamy is the commander's new head athletic trainer uh ron rivera on monday afternoon then got asked a follow-up question is chase young on track to be ready by a certain date no, there's no. We're not going to put a time limit on any anybody's injuries. All we can tell you is that he's doing exactly what he needs to do. 
Okay, and I have no problem with Ron Rivera not putting a timetable on Chase Young's recovery from a torn right ACL. I would just go back to this. Chase suffered the torn right ACL this past November 14th. Uh, Hopefully, Chase will be ready for the start of the 2022 regular season, but uh, that is far from a guarantee. Whatever the case, Chase Young needs to have a big 2022 season. He needs to have a bounce back 2022 season. His 2021 season was a major disappointment, and this was prior to the torn right ACL, and everyone knows that Chase Young's 2021 season was a major disappointment. He's too talented to have had the season that he had in 2021. Chase Young in the 2021 regular season played in just nine games, finished with the following numbers, just one and a half sacks, just four quarterback hits, just three tackles for loss, an overall grade per pro football focus of 75.1, which isn't awful, but certainly isn't great. And more significant than anything, Chase Young was part of a Washington defense that was terrible over the first eight games of the team's 2021 regular season. And never forget, the defense played its best last season while Chase Young was injured. And also while Montez Sweat was injured. What does that say about the seasons that those guys had? And I still believe that the commander's defense is at its best if those two guys, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, are playing and at their best. But those two guys clearly were not at their best last season. Chase Young is better than what we saw from him in the 2021 season. And let us hope that we see him be better this coming season. Uh, Well, something that we have seen quite a bit in each of the last two seasons for Washington is the position of the Buffalo nickel. Uh, The Buffalo nickel essentially is a combo safety linebacker position. Uh, Cameron Curl played the Buffalo nickel for a good bit of the 2020 season. Landon Collins played the Buffalo nickel for a good bit of the 2021 season. Uh, Part of the motivation for the commanders taking the Notre Dame safety, Kyle Hamilton, with their number 11 overall pick, this Thursday night would be that the commanders would have their three safeties for this three safety look that Ron Rivera is so fond of. Uh, Bobby McCain would be the free safety. Either Cameron Curl or Kyle Hamilton would be the strong safety. And then the guy out of those two who isn't the strong safety would be the Buffalo nickel. And know this about the Buffalo nickel. Washington in the 2021 regular season, quantifiably was much better defensively when playing two safeties and a Buffalo nickel, essentially when playing three safeties. Uh, Washington in the 2021 regular season did have a good deal of success when playing Cameron Curl, Bobby McCain, and Landon Collins at the same time. According to True Media, Washington in the 2021 regular season held opposing teams to minus 5.8 expected points added EPA when Curl, McCain, and Collins were on the field at the same time. A negative EPA is good for a defense, but also according to True Media, Washington in the 2021 regular season when the team did not have either Curl, McCain, or Collins on the field allowed opponents to generate 28.3 expected 
points added or EPA. So that's quite a difference. Last regular season, Cameron Curl, Bobby McCain, and Landon Collins on the field at the same time. Washington held opposing teams to minus 5.8 EPA. Either Curl, McCain, or Collins off the field, Washington allowed opponents to generate 28.3 EPA. So drafting Kyle Hamilton would very much allow for the commanders to keep doing this uh, Buffalo nickel thing. Now, with Kyle Hamilton, to me, he needs to be more than just a box safety, a close-to-the-line-of-scrimmage player for him to be worthy of the commanders spending a number 11 overall pick in an NFL draft on him. But I am open to Kyle Hamilton. He's a very enticing player. Uh, But he was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on the value of the Buffalo nickel. Well, you know, it, it, it is a valuable piece. It's no different than the regular nickel. You know, whether you call it the Buffalo nickel or the nickel, uh, that can be the same guy. It's just a matter of how you want to play that defense. When we were in Carolina, we had a player that was a linebacker that played that spot for us. You know, we've gotten here and, you know, last season Landon Collins played that position for us and played it very well. So, you know, we, there's, there's several players that fit that bill um, and they, they're, they're not just linebackers. You know, so uh, we're obviously, you know, looking at, at different possibilities and, you know, wherever that player comes from and whatever position he comes from, um, you know, we'll believe that that's the guy best suited to do it for us. Yeah, it's important to understand that the Buffalo nickel position is not exclusive or unique to the commanders. Uh, plenty of NFL and college football teams now make usage of players in hybrid safety linebacker roles. And the Buffalo nickel is essentially a hybrid safety linebacker position. But the Buffalo nickel position, the prevalence of Washington having used three safety looks is why this whole thing about the commanders being in like dire need of a Mike linebacker, uh, to me, has been overrated. Okay. Like, would you like to have a very good Mike linebacker? Yes. But the team rarely has gone with three linebackers on the field at the same time in recent seasons. Now, maybe some of that is chicken and egg. In other words, if the team had better linebackers, we would see more usage of linebackers. But I think that Ron Rivera wants to keep rolling with these three safety looks. In fact, here was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on whether the intent is to continue with heavy usage of the three safety look, with heavy usage of the Buffalo nickel look. Well, I'll say this. I think the intent is to, to, to continue to develop the Buffalo defense that we had more so than anything else. Um, and again, like I said, when we were in Carolina, we, we had a linebacker play that position. Um, and then, like I said, this past year, we had Landon playing that position. All right. So expect more three safety looks. Expect more of the Buffalo nickel uh, for the commanders this coming season. One more for you from Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon. So we have had talk of the commanders potentially taking a corner with their number 11 overall pick in the 2022 draft, like say the LSU corner Derek Stingley Jr. But did you know that Ron Rivera during his time as Carolina Panthers head coach and now as Washington head coach has never taken a corner in a first round of an NFL draft. Uh, That's interesting for multiple reasons, including that Ron has had on his teams over the years quite a few quality corners. But a Ron Rivera head-coached NFL team 
has never taken a corner in a first round of an NFL draft. Now, perhaps that's just circumstantial, but perhaps that is philosophical. Uh, Here was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on having never taken a corner in a first round of an NFL draft. To a degree, I think it's a lack of, uh, you know, kind of a coincidence thing more than anything else. Um, I will say this, in Carolina, in my nine seasons there, we never had the same secondary. We never started with the same four guys. Ah, a somewhat cryptic comment from Ron Rivera right there. Quote, in Carolina, in my nine seasons there, we never had the same secondary. We never started with the same four guys. End quote. Uh, Remember that quote. If the commanders take, say, Kyle Hamilton or Derek Stingley Jr. this Thursday night. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show, episode 301. will feature much more on the commanders in the lead up to this week's NFL draft. Also, I'll talk capitals. So the Caps have just three regular season games left before the Caps' latest quest in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So the Caps will host the New York Islanders Tuesday night at 7 in what will be the Caps' regular season home finale. And the big question, of course, is will Alex Ovechkin play? He suffered an upper body injury in the third period of Sunday night's 4-3 shootout loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs at Capital One Arena. The Caps on Monday morning listed Ovechkin as being day-to-day that actually was encouraging. Uh, And on Wednesday's show, we'll talk Nationals and Orioles. So the Nats will host the Miami Marlins Tuesday night at 7.05 in Game 1 of a three-game series. The O's will be at the New York Yankees Tuesday night at 7.05 in Game 1 of a three-game series. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. You know, in my mind's eye, I have a a guy that I, I would think about you know, that if we were still in this deposition that I would have most certainly considered early.